0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. You're planning a television show for tomorrow night
1: focused on yes. nutrition, Dr. Johnston. Tell us about that. I'm excited about this show. I think, you know, wellness promotion is, is close to my heart and nutrition is really important. I'm, sometimes my patients will preempt me in the exam room, particularly the ones that I've seen for a while, and just tell me, yes, I'm getting my fruits and my vegetables and I'm drinking my milk and, and I'm wearing my seatbelt <laughs> and, yes. you know, all, all these kinds of things. So we are going to have Dr. Don Flickema, who uh, actually I was in residency with. Dawn so I've I've known her for longer than I care to admit and she is now a functional medicine doctor down in Sioux Falls so she does a lot of work with um, with basically health promotion and lifestyle and and nutrition is a big part of that and then Dr. Kendra Cattleman who is uh, one of our professors here at South Dakota State University and and dietitian Uh, so she will be a great guest I think too Um, So we will be talking a lot about how to promote wellness through diet and um, that uh, just like we were talking about with constipation, uh, our diet has a big impact on our health overall. So I think this will be a very valuable show and I'd encourage everybody to listen, not just people with health concerns, but people that are concerned about staying healthy.
0: Yeah, that diet is so important for so it is. many different things.
1: Absolutely. In your
0: essay, you mentioned that obesity affects approximately 40% of American adults.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It is It is a endemic, epidemic problem. We just see a ton of obesity. And, you know, obesity is a health problem in its own right, um, but it's also associated with a lot of other health problems. And they have, uh, uh, they both kind of the chicken and the egg situation. So um, obesity, as I say in my essay, is one component, but when we get really focused on the obesity, we lose sight of all the other parts of wellness. And uh, not that I'd, I'd never want to suggest that obesity isn't important and that those of us that are overweight uh, should ignore it. Um, But if that's all we're focused on, we run the risk of not realizing the other benefits of all those things that we tell people to do to lose weight. Those things are not only valuable in that they help you lose weight. They are valuable in their own right. And so um, nutrition is important for all of us, whether we are you know ideal body weight marathon runners or r- relatively sedentary um m- severely obese people mm
0: mm-hmm. For many of us, and we consider our nutrition goals, what we're yep. aiming for is often a lower number on the scale Absolutely. or a smaller measurement. But, or smaller um, size. Yes, but you're saying that there are so many benefits. If, if those don't change the way you want them to, yep. those numbers, there are so many other benefits.
1: Exactly, exactly. It is still worth it even if you don't lose an ounce paying attention to that diet and help it helps improve diabetes helps improve high blood pressure helps reduce the risk of heart disease and kidney disease and cancer and uh keeps your bowels moving Mm -hmm. so uh protects your eyes it does all kinds of good things for you
0: yeah last week on the show uh uh, Katie Vanderwall oh, was I on. love Katie. Yes, and she focused on diabetes. Yep. Um, and thinking about that, and some of the things we can do um, as far as nutrition goes for diabetes as well. So, if any of our listeners missed that show, I'd encourage you to look for that on your podcast. Just search for Prairie Doc Radio, and you can listen to that. And I, I was just like re um, encouraged yep. to think more carefully about what I'm feeding myself and my family, and offering it um. You know
1: it is one of those mental workload things mm-hmm. that I think we're so busy with so many other things that it just kind of falls to falls to the bottom of our pile um, it's just easier to get takeout or order a pizza or you know make some mac and cheese, and we just don't think about the bigger picture of our nutrition so Yes, I I think that's it's one of the wonderful things about Katie. She is really good at inspiring people to be more proactive and ante- attentive to their nutritional choices.
0: Yeah, but it is difficult. We were just it, it traveling is. this weekend on the road and hungry and we stopped at a gas station. I really wanted to make a healthy choice. And was <laughs> but
1: like, there's not very many healthy I just choices. I don't know what yeah. I
0: could even do. It, like it I mean, I as like maybe some beef jerky, but I mean there wasn't like
1: no that there, fruits
0: and vegetables yep. ready to go when you're in a hurry and yep. going down the road.
1: Exactly. And and that is an issue not just for those of us that are, you know, traveling and kind of temporarily outside of our element and not you know, and under a time crunch, but there's parts of the country where that's the only place that people have to access food, mm-hmm. and um, financially, it is cheaper to go and buy a hot dog at the gas station than it is to buy bigger servings and, um, you know, if you don't have a refrigerator, how do you keep your chicken breasts cool? If you don't have a stove, how do you cook them? Um, So it is is a major issue for our culture and cultures around the world, uh, just access to healthy foods and healthy food choices. And I don't know about you, but when I do walk into a gas station and there's a kind of Uh, past its prime apple, it's like two bucks. I have a really hard time convincing myself that I'm going to spend two bucks for one apple that doesn't look like it tastes very good either. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think helps people be successful in sticking with their healthy choices for the long haul?
1: One thing I think is very useful is focusing on, on that goal, on that goal that it's not just about my weight because that's very difficult, but focusing on the idea that I'm I'm protecting my health, I'm reducing my risk, I'm nurturing and taking care of this incredible gift that is my body. Um, so t- trying to kind of keep that higher level mindset, which is really difficult. I don't want to say it's not. If you have time to meal plan, if you don't have time to meal plan, well, y- you you pay for it up front or you pay for it afterwards and just like when you're buying a car if you can pay cash it tends to be cheaper than if you have to pay that interest all the way along or buying your house or anything else so if you can take some time to meal plan and meal prep it will save you a lot of time and it will make sure that you are getting a better balanced nutrition it will actually save you money because If you know what you're having for dinner tonight and you know that everything is mostly ready you're a lot less likely to just pick up the phone and order pizza Mm -hmm. so um, not that pizza is not a wonderful treat but um, it's not the best financial choice and it's not the best nutritional choice if it's a fundamental part of your diet Mm -hmm. so meal planning meal prepping are are very useful um, and take some of that mental load off you when you get home from work if you already know what you're going to do and you're not staring at the refrigerator saying, well, what do we have and what can I make with this? Right.
0: Yep, absolutely. I I definitely find that if I've already put some thought into it and have yep. a plan even on a busy day, you could. it's easier and it's yep. ready to go and I don't have to
1: absolutely. think
0: about it. And and that is part
1: of that mental load that Mm -hmm. women tend to disproportionately shoulder Mm -hmm. the, the, what are we going to eat for dinner? What are we going to do that meal planning and meal prep? disproportionate it's part of the the mental work that women do for running the household. So guys, if you're not already being an active part of that, step up your game. Right, right.
0: Yeah, it is a lot to consider it is. and it has um, important consequences. It
1: does. And and who eats what in the family. Mm-hmm. I'm that's I think that's the hardest part. If I just had to meal plan for myself, it'd be easy. It's meal planning for all these different people who will will eat and won't eat all these different things the the interlocking circles there can get pretty small Mm -hmm.
0: yes well it's time for us to go to our next break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group.
2: Skin cancer is the most common cancer in the United States. Unprotected skin can be damaged by the sun's UV rays in less than 15 minutes. Even if it's cool and cloudy, you still need protection. UV rays, not the temperature, do the damage. Anyone can get skin cancer, but some things put you at higher risk. The most common signs of skin cancer are changes on your skin, such as a new growth, a sore that doesn't heal, or a change in a mole. Tips to avoid skin cancer include stay in the shade, especially during the late morning through mid-afternoon, Apply sunscreen and reapply every two hours. SPF of 30 or greater is recommended. Have your skin checked regularly and have it checked by a professional at your wellness checks. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings.
0: Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. This morning, Dr. Johnson's been answering a couple different questions, and we've been talking about nutrition and looking forward to her television show that she'll be doing tomorrow night on uh, the topic of nutrition. But, Dr. Johnson, we have to talk about um, mental health in our community. Oh, my gosh, do
1: we ever. (laughs) Yeah,
0: last week, the Brookings Register shared a story about high school students struggling with mental health. And in that story, they shared that in an eight-day period, there were four instances of students overdosing.
1: And isn't that a terrifying number? Yes. A terrifying, terrifying statistic. And I would, you know, mental health is always an issue, and I think mental health has been a, a kind of silent crisis in our youth for a long time, and that has just become less silent in the last um, year or so. And mental health in general, for all of us, uh, adults and elderly people and children and teenagers alike, has just become a more acute issue in the last year and a half, the last five years or so, I think. I think that um, our culture has become a lot more belligerent maybe would be a good way to put it uh we've become a lot more aggressive a lot um, more likely to attack each other when we have different um, opinions and i think that that is part of the issue that part of what is coloring the students response when i read um, dr von fisher's uh, comments on that uh, was one of the things that i thought about we're not very good at extending grace to each other Mm We also have a real crisis of access to mental health services. Uh, It can be very difficult to get in to see a counselor in a timely fashion, to see a counselor as often as you could benefit from seeing a counselor. To get in with a psychiatrist is even more difficult, if, if you can imagine that. So I think it's really important that we as parents check in with our kids, um, that we stop and think about how our own mental health may be affecting our children and how our um, vocalization about the stresses that we ourselves are under um, may be impacting our kids, both in terms of how they are learning how to cope with the world around them and in directly affecting their own stress levels.
0: What are some ways that we should check in with our high school students?
1: I think one of the big things is just to ask, Mm -hmm. you know, to to be there for them, uh, to listen to them. Uh, One great opportunity is dinner time, Mm -hmm. which can be difficult because, again, everybody's busy. Everybody's got different schedules that run different directions. I know I think my daughter has missed dinner every night this week because she's got play practice and, uh, you know, she's gone she's gone before I get home and she uh, doesn't get home until I'm about ready to head to bed. So that can be really difficult, but try to make that a priority for your family to have dinner together. Put the devices away. That's a really difficult one. We adults are probably even bigger culprits sometimes than the kids are at keeping the phone somewhere and checking in and I can't tell you how often we at our family will have a conversation about something and we're like well what what is that and so someone picks up their phone and looks it up and then it's all over you know we, we were just checking we were just looking googling some question that we had and then that conversation is over because now everybody's on their phones and we're getting distracted by things so that's something I'd really like to encourage people to do kind of falls back into that meal prep and meal planning Mm if uh, you know you can get your older children to help you to get dinner on the table that's another great time to to have those conversations What can we do to um,
0: keep our students safe? You know, it sounds like um, in these instances, it was often overdosing. Uh Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think that's, you know, one important thing is to uh, keep those medications secured. Um, You know, people often think, well, it's over the counter, it can't hurt me, but You know, Tylenol, for example, is very dangerous in overdose. uh, And a lot of medications have Tylenol in them. A lot of other medications, uh, even over-the-counter medications, can cause problems in overdose with heart irritability and sedation and, and things like that. Certainly prescription medicines, I think people are a lot more aware can be dangerous. For heaven's sakes, if you have a controlled substance prescription, if you have a prescription for a benzodiazepine like Valium or Ativan or clonopin or something like that, or if you have an opioid for your back pain or your migraines or whatever it may be, um, the hydrocodone or oxycodone or even codeine, keep those locked up. Keep them where your kids can't get to them. They are very, very dangerous and overdose, um, I think, as we all know, with the opioid epidemic. Another thing is firearms. Mm -hmm. You know, firearms are a highly lethal method of self-harm. And a lot of teenagers are very impulsive. And those of us who remember being a teenager remember how just all-encompassing those emotions can be. You have a bad day, you have a fight with a friend, you break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and it's just devastating. The world is over when you're that age. You don't have that life experience to kind of buffer you. And kids are very impulsive. And, you know, you can't, you can pump a stomach, you can give medication, you can do a lot of things to support someone through an overdose, but a gunshot wound to the head is... Is not something that is usually recoverable. So keep those guns locked up so the kids can't get them impulsively.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, a long time ago, I used to work at the helpline and we would do mm. some uh, training on suicide and things. And I feel like I remember, um, like I said, it's been a long time, but making it a little, building some time in for yes. reflection. You know, so yeah. I've heard the argument well, I can lock up my pills, but they can go anywhere and buy some pills. So, but that's an extra step. Give some time, give some time for reflection. So just making things not convenient.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Right. And that's, that's it. We just want to make it Mm -hmm. inconvenient and something that they can't do immediately. Is that going to prevent all suicides and all suicide attempts and all overdoses? Absolutely not. But if it just prevents 10% of them. It's worth that extra right. effort. It's worth taking that step. step. Because this is your kid and your kid's friends that we're talking about protecting. Mhm
0: yeah we were just at the um, wax museum last night uh, with these 6th graders oh, yes I oh, oh, love they're the oh they
1: sweet and, and, <laughs> and I understand you know, they're doing a second session that they divided yes, it this year so yes. you have another opportunity yes. it won't be the same kids but you've got another opportunity to see this so go yes. to the wax museum
0: yes I'm thinking about these kids and in just a couple of years these 6th graders are going to be these high schoolers and all that they're facing yes. and the yes. changes their bodies go through and um, as they work through relationships and all yes. of that. There's a lot going on in these teenagers' lives and high schoolers' yes, lives. And
1: absolutely.
0: All of us, whether we work with them, whether we interact with them at a restaurant, uh, whatever, we can all probably do our best to show some support and love absolutely. to these.
1: Absolutely. Kids. Be kind to those servers at the fast food restaurant, yeah, you know, right. uh, or wherever. A 14 a year old kid making 10 bucks an hour, they're not responsible for the fact that there's not enough people mm. and that you're burger is not as warm as you'd like it or perfect that doesn't mean don't get it corrected it just means be kind to the kid that you're talking to
0: yeah we could all use some more kindness right now for sure so um this is certainly a topic that we want to spend more time on in the future but today it is time to wrap up for today and we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast this week, tomorrow, Thursday, November 18th, Prairie Doc Deb Johnston will discuss nutrition and our health with Dr. Kendrick Kettleman from SDSU School of Health and Nutritional Sciences and Dr. Don Flickema from Avera Medical Group Integrative Medicine. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television to learn more about nutrition and your health. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today, and as Dr. Home
1: would say, stay healthy out there, people.